Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. Now, if you'll get your Bible and turn with me to the 78th Psalm, we'll be getting back in there and uh, picking up in the 34th verse. Again, this Psalm is a warning or uh, an encouragement to the people of Israel uh, to remember the mistakes of the past, to learn from those mistakes, uh, and to be obedient. Uh, to God and not uh, not to anger him by disobedience and uh, we're going to look at a few verses today uh, that uh, accurately describe uh, or they they they're telling the story that, that back up my description let's put it that way uh, as I've said before Israel uh, is much like a roller coaster uh, up and down they're they're close to God and they're disobedient and they come back and uh, back and forth. And that's kind of what this passage uh, is describing uh, for uh, Israel. And again, uh, what Asaph is trying to get across to them uh, is to be consistent uh, in their uh, service uh, of God. Uh, when you read through the Old Testament, you find that Israel, um, they, they're, they're just, uh, again, there's a pattern uh, of uh, they're, they're consistently inconsistent. Uh, there, there is a pattern of, uh, of unfaithfulness. Uh, there is a pattern of, uh, again, um, uh, of faithfulness, then unfaithfulness. Um, and uh, repeatedly, uh, we see how God's judgment um, would, um, would provoke the people, would uh, wake the people up. They would repent. Um, they would uh, do good for a while. Uh, seek the Lord, um, be delivered from whatever calamity uh, they had uh, found themselves um, only to repeat uh, that same uh, same uh, cycle again. Uh, so in verse 34, we pick up, says, When he slew them, then they sought him. Uh, and they returned and inquired early after God. Um, when he slew them, when he punished them, uh, then they sought him, and they remembered God that was uh, remembered that God was their rock and the high God, uh, their redeemer. Uh, and so, when the judgment came, uh, then they called out to God. Uh, example would be if you look back at the story uh, of Israel uh, during uh, their Egyptian bondage. Um, they, uh, when things got bad enough, then they begin to cry out to God for deliverance. Uh, God delivers them. Uh, they come out of Israel or out of Egypt. They're rejoicing. They're praising God. Uh, in short order, uh, they're at the Red Sea, and the Egyptian armies follow them, um, and they're mumbling and complaining. God brings them across the Red Sea and delivers them. They're rejoicing. Then they're complaining because they're thirsty and hungry, and God provides for them. Then they're rejoicing, and then they're complaining because they're tired of getting the same food. And so they just uh, go through this cycle uh, over and over again. And um, when he redeems them, then they remember, it says in this verse, uh, that he was their rock uh, and their, uh, their redeemer. Um, but sadly, as we continue to read, uh, it says, nevertheless, in verse 36, uh, nevertheless, they did flatter him with uh, their mouths or with their tongues, 
they did flatter him uh, and they let, lied unto him with their tongues for their heart was not right with him neither were they steadfast in his covenant uh, and so what uh, the, even even this um, uh, supposed repentance uh, of, of the people of Israel was uh, was not genuine. Uh, they were being uh, being hypocritical. Um, he says here they were flattering uh, the Lord, and we all know about flattery. Um, they were, you know, talking about the Lord. Uh, but um, Asaph says something here uh, very plainly. Uh, he says, for their heart was not right. Uh, in verse 36, he says, they lied. Just, just flat out, they lied to God. Um, in other words, they repented with their lips. Uh, they gave him lip service, uh, but their hearts still uh, were not right. They still didn't uh, keep uh, the commandments of God. They still didn't uh, obey uh, the Lord. Uh, but nonetheless, we read in verse 38, but he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not, yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Uh, and so um, even though they were um, faking it, uh, they were pretending to repent, um, the Bible says God didn't uh, judge him. He didn't stir up all his wrath. He didn't destroy him, uh, destroy them. He, he remembered, he says in verse 39, he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. And so he, um, he, he has mercy uh, on them for being uh, weak, uh, for being human, uh, for their flattering words. Uh, and so he doesn't uh, destroy him. Verse 40 says, How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him uh, in the desert? Uh, and so uh, Asaph, again, is just pointing out how they just continually uh, go back to their sin. They continually uh, go back over and over again uh, and just dare the Lord, just uh, dare him. Uh, to 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 punish them, dare him uh, to to do anything about it. Uh, in verse forty one says, "Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One uh, of Israel." Um, and uh, so th their sin, it says, limited uh, the Holy One of Israel. Curious uh, little piece of information here, that word limited, the Hebrew word there, uh, this is the only time that it shows up in the entire Old Testament. Um, and so it's a little bit hard um, to, uh, to interpret because we don't have any other passages kind of to uh, compare and see uh, how, uh, how, how it's used in other places. Uh, but to take it just simply at face value uh, in this verse, uh, it seems to me that the, the meaning is relatively clear uh, that God intended uh, so much greater, uh, so many greater things for the nation of Israel. Uh, what, um, what, what God intended for them was so much better uh, 
than they were ever able to receive uh, because of their sin. Uh, now, I personally have never actually mapped this out. Uh, I, I will trust uh, some fine textbooks that I've been uh, able to, to read. Uh, but if you go into the Bible, you can read what God, you, you can lay out, you basically survey uh, what God promised the people would be, uh, what he promised Israel the, to be uh, the promised land, the amount of land, uh, the area that he intended for them to have uh, as uh, the promised land. And what we also can do then is we can also take and we can mark uh, and say this is the land that they in actually ever inherited. Uh, and what we see is that the Israelites never uh, possessed more uh, than about 10% um, of the, the land that God intended for them uh, to possess. Um, and, you know, even if you look at a map now, even today, modern Israel, um, you, you know, somebody with a good arm could just about throw a rock across Israel. Um, it's just an extremely small area. Uh, but God had so much more, uh, I believe, that he wanted to do for and with and in uh, Israel. Uh, but because of their sin, they limited uh, God. And as we think about that statement, that, that, is, that should be a... Um, uh, a, a provocative, a provocative uh, statement for us today uh, to think is, is our life or our decisions, is the sin in our life limiting uh, what God wants to do for you and through you? Um, I, I believe God has so much more uh, that he wants to do in the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, when we read scripture, it talks about life and life abundant. Um, and I, most Christians are not living an abundant life. Um, and, and the reason, I think, is the same as we see here uh, with the Israelites. Because of their inconsistent living, uh, because we, you know, you know, on Sunday morning we're all gung-ho God. Then by Sunday evening we, you know, we, we changed, you know, we're, we're, we've forgotten uh, what we sang about Sunday morning. Um, and because of the sin and our, uh, our inconsistency, um, then I think just like Israel, we are limiting uh, what God can do or will do uh, through the church uh, today and through believers. Um, and we are bringing about then uh, the same thing, the, the judgment uh, of, of a holy God. Uh, on sin. Uh, and and uh, those few verses are something I think for us to really um, re really give some serious uh, serious thought to, uh, to to meditate on those uh, on the, the message of those uh, verses today. Um, that is my life a question that you, you can only answer for yourself. Um, am I limiting God? Uh, by my life it is the sin in my life or the inconsistency in my life um, am I limiting uh, what God can do or will do uh, in me through me am I am I limiting what God could do in my church um, you know you, you all heard the statement that a chain 
is only as strong as its weakest link. Um, am I limiting what God will do even in my church, in my nation? Uh, and, and that's a very serious, serious thought for us uh, to think about uh, this morning uh, and to think about our life and, uh, and how our sin and how our uh, consistency or lack of consistency um, is affecting uh, those around us, our family, our church, uh, our nation. And um, you know, it's easy the church today, a lot of Christians, uh, we point to Washington, we point to Raleigh or wherever our capital is, we point to our political leaders uh, and place a lot of blame on them for what goes on in our nation. And certainly um, they, they get their fair share of the responsibility. Uh, but what if, just what if, maybe part of the issue is that as believers, as the church of Jesus Christ, because of our inconsistency, uh, because like the Israelites, we're on a roller coaster ride um, up and down, close to God one day and disobedient the next. We are limiting God uh, and what he can and will do uh, for his people. Something to think about for us today. All right, you have a good day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.